You're listening to The Final Call with Chelsea Mendelson and Anthony Perrell. Hello, everybody. Welcome to episode eight of The Final Call. I am Chelsea Mendelson alongside, as always, Anthony Ferrero. Um, we just passed the MLB trade deadline, um, which a lot of stuff happened. <laughs> um, so, you know, this is usually the Chelsea and Anthony show. I think it's mostly going to be the Anthony show today because I am, as I have said, pretty much every episode where we talk about baseball not super knowledgeable, very, very, very casual baseball fan. I try my best. This podcast has already helped me learn so much, especially when we were talking about the draft and all of that, which um, we might talk about some of the draftees later on. Um, But for now, um, we are going to get into it and talk about some of the most exciting parts of the trades, Anthony. Yeah, so just to start, kind of as a preface, here I'm only going to talk about the buyers, really some of the big buyers. I'm going to talk about the teams that made actual moves, the teams that made little moves requiring a relief pitcher here and there, a no big-name guy I'm not going to talk about. Teams like the Cubs added a big bat in Heimer Candelario. It's kind of a big name that was on the market. I'm not going to talk about it other than me right now, what I just did, because... Personally, like I don't think the Cubs are really going anywhere. I don't think it makes a huge difference because he ended up landing with the Cubs. I'm not going to talk about it. I'm going to talk about moves that matter for division races, wildcard races, anything for the playoffs. So with that being said, we're going to start right away. We're going to go American League to the National League, top to bottom of really competitors in their respective divisions, starting with the AL East, which is a madhouse. Starting with the leaders right now in the AL East, the Baltimore Orioles. The big move the Orioles made was to go get Jack Flaherty out of St. Louis. And the thing about Flaherty is he once was a big-name pitcher, pitched very well for the Cardinals in his time in St. Louis, and he just hasn't been the same guy. I think that was really the big factor in why he was available. He just hasn't been the same. I know he was one of the big last-minute names that was on the market, but he wasn't going to get moved for a whole lot, and quite frankly, he wasn't. He was moved for good pieces for the Cardinals, but the Orioles barely felt it in their system. Flaherty's going to be a guy that is going to be an innings eater, and he's going to be a guy in their playoff rotation because they're going to make the playoffs. Some of these teams are fringe playoff teams fighting for a wildcard spot. They're not. They're fighting for a division lead. I am fully confident they will make the playoffs. Flaherty's going to make big appearances for them. A little surprised they didn't go after a bigger fish. Another big name is Dylan Cease. He ended up not getting moved at all. It seems like the Orioles weren't willing to match the package the White Sox were looking for. But that being said, Cease goes, or excuse me, not Cease, Flaherty goes to the Orioles. He's the big name here, I think, overall, given what, Baltimore is looking like we thought maybe they'd go bigger and really solidify themselves as the biggest threat in the American League they haven't done that they didn't do that so we'll see if Flaherty Flaherty can be a big piece for them at least through the end of this year in the playoffs moving along to the Rays they're a little bit more interesting Aaron Savali is the name going there from the Cleveland Guardians. 
The big thing about Savali is he has a really high floor. He's very reliable. He's not a big name guy. He's not going to blow anybody away, but he's going to throw mid twos, low threes ERA. He's going to be, like I said before, an innings eater. Same kind of a thing. He's going to play well. You can count on that happening. He's going to have casual appearances every single time he goes out. He's going to give you a five to seven innings somewhere in there. Like six hits, two earned runs, very basic. The Rays offense is good enough to where they're going to score enough to where he's going to get win after win in that in that system. I really like a lot of these moves. You're going to find out, like as we talk about them, I like a lot of them because they make sense. And I like moves that make sense. So I like a lot of these moves because it's really going to help these teams. Um, I'm going to finish out this part by talking about the Blue Jays and then Chelsea we can talk more about grades from where we've seen about these teams and what, you know, people more than us think. But the Blue Jays, their big thing was they got really relief pitching help. Jordan Hicks, who's really just a flamethrower in the bullpen. He's going to reach up to 101, 102 mile per hour pitches. A lot of really nice fastballs out of a guy like Jordan Hicks. It's going to be massive for the Blue Jays. Who really needed that pen? Jay Jackson, one of their best relievers, gone on a little bit of an IL stint recently. They're going to need Jordan Hicks to come on, be strong, and give them some back end of the bullpen help, especially with Jordan Romano, their big closer, also going on an IL stint. Two of their best relievers not playing for them at the moment. Jordan Hicks is going to be a guy that's going to be called on a lot now. And then as playoffs near and guys get healthy, He's going to be a massive seventh, eighth inning guy, really reliable guy they need. So um, one other thing before we move on to grades, um, the Blue Jays got Paul DeYoung, not like super important, not super flashy. I just want to talk about it because Bo Bichette, all-star shortstop, fantastic, one of the top five shortstop in baseball. He got hurt, hurt his leg. He's on the IL right now. Again, Blue Jays have some injury troubles at the moment. Paul DeYoung is going to fill that spot. He's a reliable guy. He plays better than anyone else on that team besides Bobby Shad at that position. So good guy to get there. To mention that real fast, he's going to be a key guy for them for at least a little bit right now while Bichette's out. Uh, but Chelsea, the ALE strapping that up, trade grades. What are we looking at for these guys? Whether you want to go a little bit in depth or just talk about, hey, this is what they got based on what I said. Like, what are we looking at? Well, first with the Orioles, just because they're first city-wise in alphabetical order <laughs> on what I'm looking at. Um, you know, I, I this website that I'm looking at gives them a C. I agree with that. Like, they added some good pitchers, but they didn't do anything, like, totally crazy. Yeah. Um, and they're already kind of, you know, they're the top of, of their division. Um, and they've had a really, really good season. Um, but they, yeah, they didn't do anything totally crazy. It definitely doesn't change much for the outlook for their season, um, which I think is good and bad. I think when you're in the position that they're in, you're already winning. You're already at the top of your division. You're one of the best teams in baseball. You don't want to do something insane and mess up like chemistry, mess up, you know, maybe not making the best trade, even though maybe in the moment it seems like it is because, you know, why fix something that's not broken? as they always say, right? And so um, I think it's fine. Um, 
you know, they made some good additions. They didn't do anything totally wild. And I think there's, you know, they're still probably going to have the season it looks like they were going to have, if that makes sense. Yeah, I I feel that 100%. It wasn't anything that was moving the needle. It was a nice move, all things considered. They needed another pitcher, and they got one. That was, that was nice. Outside of that, this isn't a massive needle mover. I think the big, and I touched on it, the big thing we were looking for was a Dylan Cease type move. Two and a half years of control, like former Cy Young caliber pitcher. Like he, he was a big guy. And the Orioles have the best farm system in baseball. They could have easily put the prospects together and made a big move for that. They're not contending in this position very often. So for them to really buckle down and go for it would have been really good for them. And I think would have been good for really the sport as a whole when you see a market like Baltimore really buy all the way in and be as good as they are and really commit to it. That's that's something massive. We don't see a lot of them, especially recently. We didn't see it. You talked about it. Minuscule moves. I see might be a little harsh. I think they mean the main reason they got to see is just because just they we really were didn't do anything more. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. We were, it, it all comes down to expectations and what like we want to happen. I, I, that might be, I may be B minus, maybe C plus, make yeah. it look a little fancier. Um, but I, I, I can see, <laughs> I can see why that's, that's a thing. Yeah. I mean, it, it's pretty, I think it's just not exciting. And so I think um, I'm looking at CBS just to cite my sources here. Um, you know, I think it's just not exciting and people like exciting trades, especially from top teams. And so it's just kind of, eh, okay, whatever. Um, so that's, I think it's why it's a C and I, I don't disagree with it. Like I said, I, I can see that <laughs> that was stupid. Um, so let's talk about um, Boston next because they're, again, like next in alphabetical order by city. Um, they did a little bit better. They did a little bit more. They get a B from CBS. I think I, that's another one I agree with. Um, you know, they're kind of taking a chance on Luis Urias. Um, but because he's not playing as well as we've seen him play. Um, but I think it's a good move for them despite that. Um, you know, they're in the bottom of their division ish. Like they're just one win ahead of the Yankees, but like, that's a really tough division. Um, that's been playing really well above them. Uh, so you have to try to make a move to get like, they're really going to have to like go on a streak a little bit to try to get a wild card spot, um, right now, or like to keep in contention for a wild card spot, I should say. Um, but yeah, I think it's a good move. Um, you help your situation a little bit. Um, you know, it always helps to add a pitcher. A lot of these trades were were staff pitching staff related. Um, so I think it's good for them. Um, like I said, that division is really hard to win in. Um, so I think it it should help them in the long run to try to get in contention for a wild card spot. Yeah, and I. You know, and I didn't really mention, you know, Boston or the, uh, the Yankees, which is weird. I feel like whenever we talk about baseball, the Red Sox and the Yankees are, are two big names. I, I just didn't really mention them because they're so far back. Um, kudos to them, as you mentioned, for trying to, you know, make this season count, trying to go in right. and get something. You know, I, I can see that being the grade for a lot of these teams. It's like 
it's almost like too little too late. You know, if they yeah. had made some of these moves a month ago, and granted, like teams weren't selling a month ago. They were trying to figure out where their season were going. Mm-hmm. So I understand that, but it's almost like too little too late at this point because of how good their division is. The AL East is just, just absolutely insane. Yeah, and it's it's hard to win. It's hard to try to, I mean, they're not going to win the division unless something crazy no. happens. Um, no, I, but, I think that's that's pretty written off. But yeah. For a wild card spot, for sure. Yeah, no, they're definitely, I mean, like, let's be honest here. Like, they're still one of the best teams in baseball. It's just, there's been a lot of really good teams this year, especially in the AL. Um, mm-hmm. So you kind of make a change here to your roster a bit. Um, and I think it's the right move, too. Um, like I said earlier, you can always use some extra help in your pitching staff. Some changes there really could change your team a lot. Um, and so I think that it's, it's a really good move to try to get a wild card spot because they're not very far away from contention for that. I think they're just outside the top three in the AL. So, um, and they're only a couple wins behind. So I think it's a good move. Like I said, they're going to need to mostly win. The rest of the season, the regular season, um, but I think that this trade gets them on the uh, their this trade deadline. I should say gets them on the right track. Yeah, it, it certainly doesn't hurt them really long term that much. It's, it's it's one of those moves where you kind of make it just to see if you can make it happen. It sends good vibes to the rest of your ball club to show, hey, like we think we can go do it. It gives. Yeah. It gives a nice reassurance for the rest of your team to be able to believe in themselves. You're not you're not selling. If you become sellers, even if it might be the smart decision because you're not going to make it, like it sends bad messages to the rest of your team and to your fans. Being able to go in and buy even a little bit like the Red Sox and Yankees may have, it's good for the team in the moment. The fans might not agree with it if you talk to anyone who's a Yankees fan. Certainly um, not happy with the way they've handled this deadline. Yeah. But I, I I understand the want to compete even for a wild card. Yeah. And, you know, now that we start talking about the Yankees, CBS Sports gives them an F. And I think it's because of what you just said. They didn't really do anything. And they needed to. Um, I think this season has been really disappointing from the Yankees. Um, you know, I think as long as you have a guy like Aaron Judge, they, you know, you should be a playoff team. And right now they're not even a little bit. Um, they're at the bottom of their division, which again is a very good division. But still, they should be playing better than this. I think um, preseason, everyone had them playing a lot better than this. Um, and they just didn't really do anything. Like they made a great, um, a great addition in uh, Kenyon Middleton, but that's like all they did. Uh, and they needed to do more than that. Um, because like record wise, they're having a good, an okay season. Like they're above 500, but a lot of teams are above 500 and all of the teams in their division are above 500 and ahead of them. So they needed to do more than that. They needed to have a big change and they they just didn't. And so I, I don't see them improving at all this season. Yeah, it's it's tough, especially 
you know, Aaron Judge, as great as he is, he had a big injury. And so he spent a lot of time on the injured list and they just couldn't hit. They were not a functional baseball team without him. And so to get him back now, like they've just fallen behind. There's so many pieces for that team that are just aren't making it like that. You know, yeah, their record says what they are. I believe they're roughly in the ballpark of like 56 and 51, somewhere in that neighborhood, I think. Roughly yeah, somewhere in 56 there. and 52. Okay, there you go. <laughs> um, yeah, I, 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 I don't see it. You know, they probably should have been sellers in hindsight. You know, that's hard to yeah. commit to if, you know, you're the New York Yankees and the name brand recognition. That's hard to hard to really wrap your mind around. I, I don't see it. You know, Middleton's is a good relief pitcher. He's having a really, really solid year. We haven't mm-hmm. really seen much of him otherwise, but this year has been really solid. I just don't know if, like, if that's the position the Yankees needed to make, if they were going to buy, they have a solid bullpen already. You yeah. Know, they can't hit the broad side of a barn. Yeah. They all. needed more. I, they needed a lot more. Offense. They didn't. Yes. Yeah. They didn't. I agree with you a hundred percent. They didn't need pitching. That wasn't the issue. And, and, you know, as someone that runs it, like if you're someone that runs a team, right. In any sport, you should be looking at your problem area at the trade deadline and fixing it. And instead, they saw the problem area because everyone with eyes can see the problem area. I don't even follow baseball that much, and I understand what's wrong with the Yankees right now. And instead, they got a pitcher. And I don't understand that at all. I, I They really seriously needed help at the plate, and they instead got help on the mound. Why? So um yeah, you yeah, you like and Yankees said, Twitter both. No one yeah. no one gets and it. And I don't even see baseball Twitter at all unless it's D backs related. So that that was straight off the off the top here, okay? I'm I'm certainly looking at this article for help, but that that's from the soul, okay? The Yankees are bad and I'm they shouldn't be. Okay. Are they the worst team in baseball? No. no. But they're the worst team in their division, which is mm. which is the part that matters. Which is something you um, can't say very often for the Yankees. No, not at all, especially in the Aaron Judge era, that's for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, but with that, I think we'll uh staying with alphabetical, we'll talk about the Rays first. Um so the CBS gives them a B. Um I I get that for sure. Um, they're they have the same amount of wins as the Orioles right now. Um, they just have three more losses, uh, just because of games played and stuff. So they're obviously a solid team. Um, they could also very much win their division. Um, but what what are your thoughts first before we go into the specifics of the trades and stuff? Yeah. So. Um, so the Rays, I, they're a really good team. Um, they've been a solid team. I think the addition of Savali really bolsters the starting pitching rotation because now you have a lot of really good pitchers. You have Shane McClanahan, you have guys like Tyler Glass now, like you have a lot of really good pitchers and to add Savali, who, when I talked about him, he's a really high floor guy. He's going to give you a solid performance. He's very consistent. That adds really well to their rotation. Their offense has been really good. 
They've been slumping as a whole as a team lately. They have not played up to what they did in the first half of the season so far. I still think they're a really good team. It's a good move. B's about right. Um, I'm just going to go ahead and go straight to the Blue Jays while we're here. Um, I don't know what their mood move, excuse me, their moves were graded as. Mm-hmm. I imagine it's a B. I could even see an A here. They didn't give up a lot. I like the moves because they were they actually fixed what their issues were. Their mm-hmm. offense has been great all year. That wasn't an issue. They move for DeYoung because Bichette is hurt. That makes sense. They go and get a reliever because they really need to bolster that reliever, especially with the injuries they're having right now. As I talked about, it makes sense for them as well. Um, and it's, you know, it's exciting to see so many teams in just one division in the AL East that are trying to compete and go for it right now. Um, I agree with you that it should be a B or an A. CBS disagrees. They gave them a C, um, which I, I guess I get, but I, I think that this is another team that is really solid. They're obviously a decent amount of wins behind. But, I mean, that could be one or two series. It's only six wins. Um, and so I think that they uh, – I think that they 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 did well. And I, I they brought in some really good talent. You know, they brought in Jordan Hicks, who's been good for a while. Um, like you said, DeJong is good. Um, but I guess they're disappointed. They don't think it's enough to get them a wild card spot. I think it is. Or yes. at least put them in contention for a wild card spot. One one hundred percent. Right now yeah. they're in contention. Right now, I I think this help this helps them. That's that's yeah. the thing. Like a lot of these grades are like iffy, but it's like they helped. Like if 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 you want to give them like the Yankees an F because they got help at a position they didn't need help in, that's yeah. fine. I get. Yeah. It. But if a team goes and makes moves in positions where they need help and they didn't give up the moon and the stars to go mm-hmm. get these players. And then like, I see it as at least a B, you know, in, in some world in some circles, you may see it as an A depending on what you thought of the prospects they give up. Mm-hmm. But I, I, I would go, I would go with a B for sure. And I, I think part of them giving them a C is um, they thought they should have looked for a starting pitcher, like an improvement there, um, which I get, um, but I think that they have solid players there already. Um, And again, they're a team that doesn't need to, like, rip it down to the studs. They didn't need to make any huge moves. Um, They're another one of those teams that's, like, a solid series or two away from wildcard contention, if not division contention, if they won a whole bunch and the teams above them didn't do as well. Um, So I think a huge move would have been a mistake because again, that goes back to what we were talking about earlier with, you don't want to ruin the chemistry of your team over a move that might not even work for this season. Um, A move like that is kind of an off season move in my opinion um, in any sport really. Um, And so I think, I think they did fine. I think uh, they're another one of those teams that's really good and could go really far. Um, so I, I like the moves from from the Jays 100%. Yeah, I, I agree. And, 
you know, we're going to pivot a little bit now. I'm not talking about the AL Central because the AL Central is hot garbage. So yeah. I'm not going to talk about them because they do not deserve to be talked about in a solid light. You know, I will not be talking about them. Yeah. I'm going to move swiftly to the AL West. Okay. Um, and, and I'm going to go a little bit faster. Um, I'm only going to talk about three teams. We only have to talk about three teams mm -hmm. uh, out of this division. I'm not going to talk about all five because um, some of them just, they're just not as good. So we'll only talk about three, run through them kind of fast. Um, starting with the Rangers. Um, the big move was the Max Scherzer move. Uh, before I get there, I'm going to start with Jordan Montgomery. So that was a little quick move. Um, starting pitcher, he's going to be three or four in that rotation. Lefty has a, had a great year with the Cardinals. Turn him over. He's a rental. You're going to get him for two months. The playoff run, I like the move. I think that on top of Scherzer really solidifies that rotation. Does a great mm -hmm. job. Now, instead of you know roughly four or five deep, they're all the way down to seven or eight deep if they really need it. They can take hold of some injuries. Nathan Eovaldi got uh, hurt. He's on the injured list right now. Montgomery going there is a big deal. Um, the biggest deal in all of this, though, for the Rangers is going to be the addition of Max Scherzer. Once mm -hmm. the Mets really knew their season wasn't going to go anywhere, I think it's smart of them to move these guys. It's smart of Steve Cohen to pay their salaries to give the Rangers money to take them because mm -hmm. then you get a better return for it. As far as Max Scherzer goes, he's not having a great year. He's not having a typical Max Scherzer type year. But I still think he, you know, he's capable. He's a really good pitcher. He's played well before. He's going to a good team. That is probably going to rejuvenate him a little bit. Yeah, he's that's what I was about to, to say a, too. He's going to a team with a fantastic offense. Yeah. So if he gives up four or five runs and he's not great, the Rangers can still win. Yeah. Like they score, I believe, 11 runs tonight. Or yesterday, we're recording this on August second. One of these days, they score. They scored a ton of runs. They're capable of of having a very high powered offense, and I think Scherzer is going to fit in just fine. They get him for this season and next season, so they're going to have a little bit of time to play around with Max Scherzer. I like the deal as a whole overall. I think it's a good move. Do you have the grade for the Rangers before we move on? Yes, and um, I agree with it. It's an A. Um, I think this is exactly what this team needed. And um, I agree with you that I think now that Max Scherzer is in a better situation, uh, like team success-wise, I think that we're going to see a different Max Scherzer. Um, he is one of those guys, just because of who he is as a person, that's a little bit more unpredictable. Um, he's He's crazy, but he's so talented. <laughs> that um, I think now that he's on a better team, he's going to, like you said, be rejuvenated, like have a way, way better second half of the season. Um, I think he's probably really excited to get out of New York. Um, I sure would be in that situation. Oh, yeah. um, he's a guy that has a lot more years, I think, um, of being a really solid pitcher. Um, and he historically is just one of the best in the league. So I think that that's a great move for the Rangers. Um, who are already a team that, like we said, have been having a really good season. They're at the top of their division. Um, and I think that's going to continue now that they have Scherzer. Um, so I think it was a great move. Um, I think 
the situation's a little bit different here than what we were talking about with like making big moves, big staff changes and stuff like that. You don't want to do that as a top team. I think for them, the, the race is really close um, between them and the Strohs. Uh, and also I think uh, that it's just a good move. Like it's a really good addition. Like if you can get Scherzer in that case, and I feel like they didn't give up a lot for him. Uh, yeah, do that make your make your pitching staff even better for a team that like you said is so strong offensively so i think that the rangers did really really great um and they're definitely going to continue to be one of the top teams in the league now they did give up a really nice prospect i do like the prospect they gave up however you know they smell blood in the water like they their time is now they're going to capitalize on it i think that's one of the reasons why that's something we wanted to see the Orioles do that as the baseball community as a whole was prepared for the Orioles to blow us away with the best farm system in baseball, hands down. they like, they were going to make this big move. We were waiting for it and they made some moves, but they never made a big move. The Rangers said, that's fine. We'll be the ones to do it. Yeah. And they go ahead and make a big move. And I thought it was great moving from the Rangers now to the division rival Astros, who also themselves made a big move. First, they get Kendall Graveman, a bullpen guy. He's going to be really good for them. I feel like their bullpen has already been really good, but they're capitalizing, making their strength even bigger so they don't have to worry about their bullpen come playoff time. But the big fish here is Verlander from those same Mets. Very similar situation. You're going to get him for multiple years. The prospects return the Mets got back was absolutely huge. But Verlander's been a better pitcher than Scherzer. He's mm-hmm. been better, really, the past couple of years. This year, it looks like he's going to project to be better, kind of as he ages even older than he is right now, because he is very old. I, I like this move for the Astros, really solidifying their starting rotation again. They needed it, and they get a big help. A guy they're familiar with, as Verlander has pitched many seasons in an Astros uniform. Yeah, They're very familiar with this guy, what he brings to the table. It's almost like a reunion, a homecoming of sorts. Yep, I, I like the move. It is a big prospect, big stuff to ask. But if you're the Astros, you're, com- you're competing right now. You're trying to get back and win more World Series. And the way you do that is through Justin Berlander. I like the move. Um, do you have the grade on the Houston Astros for this? Yeah, and what I was going to say was it's really funny uh, that I'm the only one looking at this article because you basically said exactly what CBS Sports did. Um, They get an A for sure. Um, And also the first sentence is the Astros deadline was all about reunions, which is exactly what you just said. Um, So, yeah, I mean, I I don't know what else to add. I think you said it perfectly. Um, The Astros, as much as I love to hate them, are – usually one of the best teams in baseball. They continue to do that. They did a great job at the, um, at the deadline. Um, like you said, they gave up a big prospect to the Mets, um, much like the last trade we talked about. Um, and I think we'll talk, we'll talk about the Mets when we get to, um, the NL, but, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I think that it was the right move to make They're building for right now, as opposed to the future, which when you're a team, that's really solid, um, as opposed to on the outside looking in like the Mets are, um, you know, that's that's the right thing to do. Yeah, for sure. Uh, big move. I really like it. And again, you know, kind of like 
the moves the Rangers make, you know, you smell blood in the water. There's a chance to pounce right now in a very talented American league as a whole. Massive chance for opportunity. You might as well go and take it because, you know, the Orioles are trying to let it come to them. Whereas teams like the Rangers and the Astros are going to go take it from them by making these big deals. I like it. Um, lastly is a team that I'm personally rooting for. Um, I know a lot of people in the baseball world, baseball circles are personally rooting for, even if they have no affiliation with the team. And that's going to be the Los Angeles angels. Mm -hmm. For one, Shohei Otani is not going to be moved. Shohei Otani is the best player in baseball period. Hands down. Yeah. Shohei Otani is the definition of a unicorn. He is absolutely ridiculous, but I'm not going to talk about him. Because he didn't get moved. Instead, the Angels are trying to buy now to keep Otani. To try to sway him to wanting to re-sign there when his contract is due at the end of the season. They go and get Lucas Giolito, who's a big piece that was available from the White Sox. That's another big piece. Not as big or as good as Verlander or even Scherzer. He has better ERA. He's better player than Scherzer is right now. But a big move from the Angels to commit to really go there. They get some low-level bats from the Rockies and C.J. Crone and Randall Grichik. Uh, those are good moves, but Giolito's the big move. He's the pitcher. I'm glad that they're committing while Shohei Otani is there to try and get some stuff done. They do sit, I think right now, roughly four and a half games back of the wild card. So they are still back there, but... You know, these moves prove to prove to a guy like Otani, hey, like we're gonna can try to compete while you're here. Like, I'm not gonna throw in the towel. Like, we're a place where winning can happen. We're gonna try to make a run here. Kudos to them for doing it. I would probably give them I'm I would probably give them a B. Um, they may have got an A. Um, just because their decision to buy in and go ahead and get a guy like Giolito. Um, but I I, I like what the Angels did. I'm glad they committed. Do you have a grade on the Los Angeles Angels? My dog is going crazy in the background because he just broke in. But, um, yes, they got an A. <laughs> um, I agree with you. The right thing to do was definitely to keep Shohei and to build around Shohei, um, not do anything totally crazy because they are having a decent amount of success. Um, but yeah, I agree with the grade and I agree with you. Um, they're also a really easy team to root for because like you said, Shohei is just awesome. Um, and yeah, I'm glad they didn't move him honestly, cause he would look really weird in another uniform. Yeah. We may end up seeing him in a different uniform, depending on how the end of the season goes. That was a big storyline throughout this entire season, not only by watching Shohei because of how just brilliant he is but also watching him to see if he was going to get moved and where he was going to go and what that meant for the landscape of baseball. I'm glad he's staying there for now. We'll kind of see what happens. The season wraps up. I'm not going to talk about the rest of the AOS now. Um, the A's are the worst team in baseball. And the Mariners decided to sell a little bit. We'll talk about a move they made with the D-backs later when we get to the NL West. Mm -hmm. Um but I'm not going to talk about those teams. That just kind of wraps up the AL West and for that portion, the AL as a whole. Um, yep. And we'll we'll move to the National League, starting with the National League East. Um, I'm going to kind of go in this order. So I'm going to start by mentioning the Braves. Uh, they didn't make really any big trades. They got Will Smith, a reliever from the Rockies. 
he's nice for their bullpen. They made a few other little moves. Got a guy like Nicky Lopez, first baseman for the Royals. Um, he's a guy that's going to help. They didn't make a lot of big moves, but they made helpful little moves. They're the best team in baseball. Good for them. I'm not going to talk about them otherwise. Uh, moving on to the Phillies, um, who are competing for that wild card spot. The NL wild card spot is kind of a mess. A lot of teams competing for it right now. Uh, the Phillies go get a guy like Michael Lorenzen, who was an all-star this season for the Detroit Tigers. He has really not been a great pitcher early on in his career. Um, never really fit anywhere. Last season with the Angels wasn't good. Um, he goes to Detroit, has a really good year, puts it all together, gets straight into the Phillies here at the deadline. He's a rental. He's going to be free agent at the end of the season. I like the move because I think the Phillies needed to deepen that rotation behind guys like Aaron Nola and Zach Wheeler. You didn't have a lot of guys that were there that were great. I think putting a guy like Michael Lorenz in here is really good for them in the short term. Dave Dombrowski, the GM, has made moves like this before. He's very comfortable with this position that the Phillies are in. The Phillies were in the World Series last season as a wildcard team. They made it all the way there. They could be looking to do something similar. I like the Lorenzen acquisition. Acquisition, excuse me. I can't speak anymore. Uh, can you think of a grade that we have for this Philly squad? I imagine it'll be decently favorable. The prospect they gave up wasn't huge. They're going to be okay without them, but as a grade, probably at least a B. They did get a B, and it's really fun that you talked about Dombrowski because the first sentence says he's known for making flashy trades. So, again, it just proves that you and CBS just the same page for the most part. So, good for Guys, you I don't, on that. I don't write, I don't write <laughs> for CBS right now, but yeah. if CBS wants to call me, um, I will answer mm -hmm. the phone. I think that's Yeah, you and, and R.J. Anderson. R.J. Anderson read, uh, wrote this article. You guys are, have been mostly on the same page. Um, yeah, great minds think alike. Yeah. I think that's, that's yeah. Um, I don't know. I don't really know what else to add. Um, the Phillies, like you said, I mean, they're. I think the moves make sense. Um, they're a solid team. Um, the you know it's just unfortunate that they're in the same division as the Braves because the Braves have been ridiculous and <laughs> they're way ahead of them. But, um, yeah, I mean, the trades make sense. The team is good. There's not much for me to add on that one. Yeah. Uh, moving on from that, the Marlins competing for a wild card spot earlier than we thought they were. We did not think the Marlins were going to be this good going into the year. Um, a couple of days ago, mm -hmm. they got David Robertson, who is functioning really as the closer for the New York Mets. That really kickstarted the fire sale and the liquidation that the Mets went under. David Robertson goes to the Marlins. He's already closed a game for them. He actually blew a save last night, I believe it was. So uh, a little bit hit or miss, David Robinson, but he's going to be good there. He's reliable. He's older. He's a rental, very old pitcher, but he is reliable down there in the back end of that bullpen. I like the move. I think the Marlins really needed that kind of back end closer type role, and they get one here in David Robertson. They also get a guy like Jake Berger. I know that you know the White Sox weren't having a good season, so they decided to sell high on Jake Berger. He's a big home run guy. Uh, I believe he has 25 home runs in like 66 games, I think is the number. So he doesn't have a ton of games or plate appearances, 
but he gets really good power bat to ball skills and he's gonna take some babies out of the park um funny funny thing about jake burger i remember seeing this earlier um I was listening to a podcast, uh, Traded Line podcast about it, and they joked that uh, Jake Burger getting moved. He's got to run some promotion in Miami for cheap burgers, right? Because that, like that, that'd be funny. That makes sense. Sure enough, Miami did it. Uh, the oh, Marlins wow. are selling five dollar burgers for the addition of Jake Burger, and that's I thought hilarious. it was it was amazing i was laughing that's, when i saw that's it 10 out of 10 marketing it is it's genius marketing it, yeah it's, it's very insane so that that's a funny jake burger story they also get a guy like josh bell um disappointing season for josh bell but he is a veteran can play first base really solidify the corners of that infield burger is going to be a third baseman and you get josh bell to play first base your corners look a lot better with them the Marlins made additions that I like. They gave up a pretty penny, especially to get Jake Berger. Um, but I I like these moves overall. It's tough when you're in a position like the Marlins because I just don't know if you're going to make the playoffs. Um, given how you've been playing lately, you've been slumping. Um, this benefits them now, but the addition of a guy like Jake Berger as well as Josh Bell, they're under contract for next season as well. So you're going to be able to keep them, grow with them, get them used to the team as the way it is and kind of keep going from there. I like these moves. You know, what does, what does, you know, my great, my great friend at CBS sports thinks we're getting this one. What do you think? What would you give them? Um, I would lean toward a, ah, uh, oof. I'm going to lean toward a B, although I think a C could be possible. But I'm going to say a, B. You gave him a D. Ooh. And, and, I'll, and I'll explain why. And I I kind of agree. I would say a C, though, because they did get solid players, and it was players that they needed, like at positions that they needed. Um, but, and I agree with them, they kind of gave up a lot um, for Burger. Yeah. Like, they, 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 they should have been able to get more with what they gave up and that's what cbs is saying too um and i i'm not sure that i don't know i'm not sure it gets them over the hump you know um, yeah i i don't think it i don't think it does fully for this year yeah you know i, I, think, I think for the future sure yeah um, it helps yeah and i think that they do have a great team that they're building um if if they if they thought this was going to help them this season i don't think it is um, and like I said, they, it was, they gave up a lot. Um, and so when you give up a lot and it feels like you're not getting a lot back, it's hard to like that trade, even if what you're getting is good, you know, um, yeah. to, you know, looking at basketball, like it feels like, uh, the wizards gave up a lot when they get, got rid of Beal for like, not that much back. That's kind of how this feels to me. Um, for, for the most part, I mean, this team is better if you compare them to like the wizards, but you know what I mean? Um, it just, it feels like, like this article said, and like I said already, they, they could have gotten more and I think they should have. Um, but if they don't care about this season and they're kind of throwing out this season, which I would kind of understand, um, I think they're good enough that maybe they shouldn't have, but if, if they are, it's understandable. Um, then if, if they're just building for the future, this was good. Um, I would give them a B. 
if they were trying to build for this season, I would give them an F. Therefore, I'm giving them a C because that's right in the middle. Um, yeah, I, <laughs> I, I, I would say a D is a little harsh. Um, yeah, I do think they gave up a lot for Jake Berger. I think the big thing to keep in mind, though, especially with baseball trades, one of the big thing in baseball trade as a whole, like you want control of a player. You know, if if they're a rental, like they're gonna cost a lot less in trade talks. You know, Jake Berger, I believe it's under control through 2026, maybe something like that. So you're getting years of Jake Berger. I think it might even be longer than that, but you're getting many years of Jake Berger to really be there and be what, you know, could look like your everyday third baseman, especially because you were struggling um, at third base for so long this season. I understand why they made the move. Did they pay a lot? Yes, absolutely. Um, I would give it a C more than a D. I thought a C was coming. That's why I, I hedged my bet a little bit and gave it a C. Um, I, I think agree that with makes. You. I I think that makes sense. Um, I yeah yeah you know it all comes down to the Marlins are trying to see if they can go on a run. They have really good pitching. Um, where they can be able to sustain it in a playoff run, just like the Phillies last season. The Phillies yeah. proved that all you have to do is be a wild card team, get really hot, and go on a crazy stretch, and you can get to or even win the World Series. Yeah. So now teams like the Marlins, and we'll talk about the D-backs, but teams during the wild card hunt, they're going to go for this kind of stuff because all it takes is a little bit. They get hot at the right time, and they're there. So that was a. I thought it was decent. I understand them giving up a lot. That was big, uh, but I yeah. think it was decent for them to be able to to go in and do this. Um, lastly, for the at least, I just want to touch on this. Um, I'm not want to talk about them long term. I just want to mention it. We don't have to look up their trade grade. I don't care. Um, the New York Mets. Uh, they uh, fire sale. They lit a torch under um, the organization. They sold big time. They sold. Verlander, Scherzer, they sold rentals. Mark Canna went to the Brewers. Um, Tommy Pham goes to the D-backs. Like they, they just sell everyone. The rentals, the people that have control, um, everyone that isn't incredibly important under massive contract or young, they sold on. I liked it. I liked the prospects they got back. Again, yeah. we don't have to go into a trade grid for it, but I... I liked those moves. I know it's hard to say the the Mets and Steve Cohen are paying yeah. all this money for a team, and and they had to be sellers. They had to be, you know, liquidating their assets. They just had to get rid of everything. I think, yeah. honestly, it was it was a good move. I'm kind of under the the thought of if you are definitely not in it, sell what you can. Yep. Get a really good farm system and try again later. Yep. Um, and they I did think, that, and they did a great job of that. And they, and to they build did for a the future. great job of that. They got yep. a lot of great prospects. They completely just absolutely did really good. They essentially what should have been a two to three year rebuild of getting really good prospects. They did it in a span of two days. Yeah, because they they paid, you know, so much of the contracts of Scherzer Verlander down to get such good prospects back. Um, I like the move. Again, we don't have to talk about a trade grade. Good move from the Mets to go ahead and commit to selling. I know it stings, and it sucks to see, and Mets fans aren't happy. 
you got really good prospects back. I tweeted out after the Scherzer trade happened that the Mets should be happy with the return they got for Scherzer. The same is true after the Verlander trade. Both things are very true. I completely understand. I get it. Um, so just touching on them before we move on. Um, good stuff there. Um, moving on, I'm not going to talk about the NL Central because um, those teams were really boring and made dumb moves. The Brewers and the Reds, you guys should have Bs or Fs because you made like barely any moves. Like No offense, Brewers. Carlos Santana is not moving the needle for me. Okay, he's not. Mm-hmm. And and Reds, I love you, and you're very exciting and young. Um, Sam Mole, a relief pitcher, doesn't move the needle for me. I'm not talking about you because like you're really good and awesome, and like yay, one of you is going to win the division, and one of you is going to fight for a wild card spot. Cool. I'm not talking about you right now. Um, I want to move to the NL West. Uh, we're going to start at the very um, top, which is going to be starting with the LA Dodgers. Um, they looked like they were going to make a big move for a starting pitcher. Um, they were in deep in talks with Eduardo Rodriguez, the lefty for the Tigers. Um, they were so deep in talks that there was an agreed upon trade to send him to the Dodgers. And Eduardo Rodriguez had a no trade clause. And because his family lives closer on the East Coast, he um, their family living situation is comfortable where he is right now in Detroit playing for the Tigers. He did not want to fully move him and his family all the way away from his family and move him all the way to the Dodgers. I understand the sacrifices you have to make for family. I get it. So he doesn't go there. He stays put in Detroit for now. Um, the Dodgers <laughs> traded for Lance Lynn and Joe Kelly, a former Dodger reliever. Joe Kelly is now back with the Dodgers. Um, they also get Kike Hernandez from the Red Sox. Former Dodger Kike Hernandez goes back to the Dodgers. It was a big reunion party for the Dodgers. But they get a guy like Lance Lynn, who's having a really down year, who's very old. I want to say he's 35 or 36 at this point. Um, He's very old. I He looked good in his most recent outing. Granted, they played the Oakland Athletics. Don't know how much that really says about how good the Dodgers were playing in that moment. Doesn't really um, say anything. Doesn't really say a whole lot. <laughs> um, but for what it's worth, I think if any if any team can really bring back what's left of a really good Lance Lynn, it is going to be this Dodgers team and the staff they have on hand. Um, yeah, I, this move doesn't really move the needle. Um, it's one of those other moves like the Orioles, like you could have done all these deals and these are the deals you've landed on kind of a thing. I was expecting more from Andrew Friedman, the GM of the Dodgers. I, I, And you know what? Like I'd say I expect more. They probably had more. Like I said, they had Eduardo Rodriguez in hand, ready to go. Uh, and he said no. I think if he, if he closes that deal and that happens – um, we're talking about the Dodgers and Andrew Friedman in a different light because of, you know, what unfolded. Um, we uh, we kind of get this sour taste in our mouth. Um, I'd probably give them a C. Um, I could see a B. Yep. Um, maybe I'm a little harsh on them. Um, but it's, uh, yeah, I was expecting more. Good move. They didn't give up a whole lot to get what they got um, at all. Um, so I think that reflects well on them. But 
um, good moves. They're already leading the division. They're going to be a force because they have a really good offense, and they're the Dodgers. Um, but I not nothing that I'm super blown away by for me. And you said exactly what I was going to say. They're another team that is at the top of their division. They're another one of those great teams in baseball um, that could have done a lot, almost did a lot, as you talked about with um, with Rodriguez. Uh, but they they made some good moves. They didn't do anything totally crazy. Their team is still looking really solid. Their team is still looking like they could make a run to the playoffs, if not once they get there. Um, and yeah, nothing crazy needed to happen. Um, I think that move for Rodriguez would have been great if they had convinced him to waive his no trade clause. Um, I think that would have made this an A. Um, it is a B, and I agree with that, according to CBS. Um, it's another one of those ones that wasn't super exciting. It almost was. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I don't think it changes the landscape of of the division from their point of view anyway, really at all. Um, but they didn't get worse. They maybe got a little bit better. So, And I think yeah. that's the exact thing they need to do in that situation. Yeah, you know, like I kind of talked about, I almost – wish uh they did more uh at certain points just because yeah. of, of what they have in their farm and you know this this is a little bit of a weaker dodgers team compared to what we've seen out of dodgers teams in the past they're a little more vulnerable right now i thought they would solidify that to really really be a juggernaut that can challenge the braves day in and day out um we haven't seen that um there i think they're still going to win the nl west um, so I think they are going to be a, a force in the playoffs. They're going to be a difficult challenge just because their offense is really good and, and they can play really well. Um, their pitching, their starting pitching especially has been not good at all this year for typical Dodger baseball. I, you know, I, I think they're going to be okay in the long term. They're going to be okay in the long run. Um, so I, I think they'll be fine. Uh, before we get to the D-backs, because, you know, I'm a D-backs fan. We're D-backs fans. We're from Arizona. I'm going to talk really in depth more about that piece. I'm going to mention the Padres to Oak Creek. You don't need to look up a grade on the San Diego Padres. You can get the D-backs one ready. Um, they bought. I don't think they should have bought. I think they should have sold. Um, they bought very little things. Uh, Rich Hill, G-Man Troy from the Pirates. They go and they get a couple other pieces from different teams, um, nothing to really move the needle to where you're like, oh, wow, okay. Um, they go get Scott Barlow from the Royals, Garrett Cooper from the Marlins. Guys that are going to fill and be pieces for them. Um, are they going to make the wildcard team? Or, excuse me, are they going to make a wildcard spot as a whole? Probably not. They're farther outside than the D-backs are. I personally don't think the D-backs right now are going to make the wild card and we'll get there here in a second um i think the padres are outside of them even so i i i don't think i think if any team were to get really hot and be there and be a force to be reckoned with like the phillies were last year it would be the padres um i i just don't know if that's going to happen aj preller put together a really weird team um, and they just don't mesh. The egos are really massive. The locker room, it just feels like they don't get along. Um, so I, I didn't get the deals to buy. Um, the Padres don't have a great farm system outside of their top like two prospects right now. 
Um, so to sell even more and get worse as a farm, I just don't think it was needed. I think either standing pat um, or even selling would have been the better moves uh, for the pottery. So that was that. Was that. Um, again, we don't have to go further from there. I just thought it was intriguing. thought I should mention them. Um, the Giants, I'm not going to mention. They didn't really do a whole lot. Um, they got people on the scrap heap from other teams. I'm not going to talk about them. Um, do you have anything to say about either of those teams? Again, we don't have to do grades for them, but is there anything you have on those teams before we jump into a, a D-backs conversation? Not much. I mean, I think you said it. Um, I think it's more trades that don't really change much for anybody. Um, especially, you know, you got to look at uh, just like how the division is set up and what the teams are looking like and what they have the capabilities of doing the rest of the season. And I think, I don't really think that those trades did a whole lot to make any difference in what's going to happen in the end, if that makes sense. Yeah, sure. I, I completely agree with that one. Um, I think the big thing that I want to talk about, obviously, you know, I've mentioned it. I'm a D-backs fan, you know, we're from Arizona. Like I, I can say I know a lot about the D-backs. I know a lot about baseball, but I know a lot about the D-backs more than I do any other team because I, I watch them all the time. Uh, I really want to talk about this this Paul Seawald uh, Mariners D-backs trade. Uh, Mike Hazen and Jerry Depoto, the two GMs, the two teams, Hazen for the D-backs, Depoto for the Mariners, they go back. You know, they've made a lot of trades back and forth um, with each other. I, I think this is a trade that you know, I think really benefits both teams. I think the D-backs get the edge, and we'll talk about it. I know uh, Twitter was a little bit back and forth. Baseball Twitter was back and forth on who really won this deal. I think both teams won this deal. To talk specifically, like, as I said, I watched the D-backs. They needed a closer. Uh, Paul Seawalt is going to be the closer, and not only is he here for the next two months for the playoff push, uh, but he's also going to be here for next year. I think that was the big selling point the D-backs is we're going to use them. We're going to try and make that push, try to reignite a fire under this team as we are buyers. I also think that him being there for next year is massive because you're not going to have closer issues. You're not going to have late inning bullpen problems because you're going to have a guy like Paul Seawald who's reliable back there that can really close the door and be a closer that you need. As far as the return goes, that's the big Selling point is, well, what did they get important? The return was Josh Rojas, Dominic Canzone, and Ryan Bliss. And um, I saw a lot of T-Bex fans clamoring that they give up too much. Um, I saw, you know, MLB Twitter freak out that it was a haul of all hauls and that they thought it was really great for the Mariners. Um, I'd pump the brakes. Um, I've watched Josh Rojas and Dominic Canzone play. Ryan Bliss is going to be a prospect who's had a really good year. But to be honest, he's had a fantastic year. He was a fe- he was in the features game uh, for minor leagues. He was he's having a massive year. Kudos to Ryan Bliss, like good for him. Um, Josh Rojas is hitting like two twenty seven, I think, right now. Um, he was in AAA like all of this year. He looked really good last year. He was a utility guy. I wish they used him at third base more. Um, throughout like their regular rotation. Um, he just didn't stick. He wasn't hitting the ball well at all this year. Got sent down to AAA. He's been at AAA most of this year. 
he's not a guy that you're going to miss. Like I miss him as a person. He was a great person. He was a great story. He's a local kid, great product. Like that's cool to hear about. You're not going to miss him as a player. Like I wish him all the best in Seattle and he's, he's better than what they had in Seattle. So like, Hey, good for them. But from the D-back standpoint, you're not going to miss that. Dominic Canzone was your like a mid teen, mid teens prospect. Um, who had recently come up and he was okay. He was sitting around the two thirties had some nice, had some clutch hits. I think that was a big thing you saw from DFX fans. They wanted to keep him, but he's a left-handed outfielder. If you would know anything about the D-backs, that's essentially all they have are left-handed outfielders. So to get rid of what would be the fourth best out left-handed outfielder on this team, not to mention you have other better left-handed outfielders in this prospect system. I completely see why they're fine moving him. And for the Mariners, you know, that can be an everyday outfielder. Again, kudos to them. Like a lot of teams could use left-handed outfield bats. The D-backs are not one of them. Like they dealt from a strength in this move, and I completely get it. And uh, the last guy is Ryan Bliss, and like he's a good prospect. He's had a good year. He's a big speed guy, stolen base guy. Um, His hit tool isn't great. He's had a good year hitting the ball this year. Um, but years previous, he was never known for his hit tool, so that that might even come and go. He's a good stolen base guy, which is big, especially now with the new rules. I I just don't know if it's like a really like. Do I think the Mariners got better as a result? Sure, you know you're banking on Rojas and Canzone hitting their stride and being able to actually hit, because um, like I I I watched them all year. Um, I didn't think it was a big haul. I thought it made sense for both teams, especially with Paul Seawald being controllable. I think if he was a rental and you had him for two months, then yes, the Mariners won this deal because that is a lot to give up. But because you have him for an additional year, you're going to have him for you know this year and next year. And I think the D-backs, you know, I said it before, I don't think they're making the wild card this year. Um, they're slumping massively. They're lost again today. They're uh, bullpen... Now with Seawald is better, uh, but they they gave up the lead today on like the fifth or sixth inning, and they lost. Their offense has just been awful. They've completely gone quiet. Nothing's waking them up. They've been really bad. I I just don't think they're making that. I think next year is the big opportunity to have Seawald under contract for next year is going to be massive. I know that was a lot, and I talked a lot. I thought it was a great get for the Mariners to get all that. I don't think it's a lot that I'd read home about. I know that we have a lot of Mariners. I know I know a lot of Mariners fans. We have a lot of friends that are Mariners fans. This was a good get for them. Um, you know, I know ESPN had them rated as a B uh, for the trade grade. Um, I'd probably give the D-backs a B to an A. I would give the Mariners probably a B to a C just because you're banking so much on the those players' ability to hit. Because if they don't hit, then you got a utility guy who hits like 220, 230, and an outfielder who hits 230. He's a lefty, which is nice. But like, you're not getting much. You're banking on them to hit. Like, yeah, they're controllable. I think that's the other nice piece is you're building a little bit for your future because the Mariners sold. But... I like this deal for the D-backs. I like it for both teams, but especially the D-backs. I definitely like this move. I know I talked a lot, and that was very long-winded. 
Um, but if you have a trade grade or any input, that would be awesome, Chelsea. Yeah, I think we'll close out here with just my thoughts really quickly. Um, and then their grade also. Um, the grade was an A. I agree with that. It helps the D-backs right now. Um, but I think the crazy part is we are now talking about they're probably not going to even be a wild card team. When uh, just a few weeks ago we were saying they're one of the best teams in baseball and they're the top of their division. And in typical D-back fashion, they failed us. Um, and it's I mean, that's sad. Arizona sports, right? Yep. Yep. And I was having this conversation with my dad earlier today that it's like, yep, you know, typical Arizona sports. They look like they're going to be really good and then they're not. Um but with that being said, I think the trades were good. Um, I don't think I think it's another situation where it's probably not going to get them over the hump. Um, it was the right moves for sure, um, which is why CBS gave them an A. Is why I agree with it. Um, but other than that, I think the D backs crazy awesome playing streak is done, and they're going to be kind of just a middle tier team this year. Um, which is still better than a lot of the previous seasons. But um, yeah, I just, I don't, that team doesn't look a lot different. Um, future success wise, I should say, at least for the rest of the season. Um, and yeah, I mean, after all that, we go through pretty much all the teams in the league, all the exciting stuff anyway. Um, and also this is, this is the last episode where I'm recording in my current apartment. I am moving this Friday. <laughs> Um, we're going to record at some point next week. I don't. We don't really know the schedule on that yet because I'm also working a lot. So we'll figure it out. But we'll get you guys an episode. I want to talk about um, the Women's World Cup next week because that has been really, really interesting, all the storylines there. Um, we just decided to cover the deadline today instead. Um, so I think we're going to talk about like a first-round recap as well as any games that happen by the time we record. It just kind of depends on what time, at what point next week that we record um but yeah with that being said thank you guys so much for sticking around uh for now eight episodes um we're gonna keep them coming and just stay here and listen and also rate us five stars and whatever you're listening to um since now it's not just spotify um anthony is still threatening you must yep. rate five stars <laughs> hey my um, my threat doesn't end it's five stars or nothing it's forever it's and forever. it better be five stars exactly yeah but um yeah thank you guys so much for listening um follow us on social media i'm at chelsea underscore underscore mend he's at anthony ferrero seven um follow us on twitter and instagram or i'm sorry not twitter x follow us on x and instagram whatever at tfc underscore sports underscore pod um to just get updates from us on episodes as well as um when i run the account over on x i try to repost some sports thoughts that Anthony and I have every once in a while. So it's some extra content from us. So definitely go and give us a follow over there. Um, but with that being said, thank you guys so much for listening. We will be right back at you next week with more fun sports talk. So we'll see you then.